0: Today's episode is sponsored by Journey, the travel company taking the hassle out of going away. I genuinely think this is such an exciting concept. So you start by filling in a free questionnaire, completing a list of questions to find out the vibe you want for your trip. Yeah, like on a scale of one to five, how much do you like outdoor activities, being in nature, visiting charming villages or going to museums or art galleries? So Journey can get a feel for your travel tastes.
1: I mean, personally, museums are a hard no, but sign me up for a charming village. That is why you can also select from a list of activities which are a no-go for you, like scuba diving or wine tasting. Though I'm not sure why anyone would say no to wine tasting. Mm. Crucially, you can also set your
0: budget and let them know of any phobias or medical conditions which need to be considered. Once they have all this information, the journey team will curate your trip proposal, avoiding all the tourist traps, taking you on an adventure you probably wouldn't have chosen for yourself, but a great fit for you. From your proposal, you can decide whether to book your trip or not. It's that simple. And here's the best bit. You don't find out where you're
1: going until you get to the airport. But how will I know what to pack?
0: Oh, don't worry. You'll be given a packing list, but the reading list will is down to you so what i'm hearing is there's zero organization needed from me and journey will plan a trip tailored to my preferences seriously how can i sign up for this
1: just head to www.journeytrips.com that's journey spelt j-o-u-r-n-e-e trips.com for more info the link is also in the show notes
0: Welcome to Footcrackers Between the Pages. I'm Jess and I'm Lauren, and we're the pals behind Footcrackers. This is a podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. Recently, we have read
1: some romances, but kind of without realising, because I would say they're stereotypical romances. So
0: we thought we would dedicate an episode to them today. Today's episode, we'll be discussing Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld and Love and Other Scams by P.J. Ellis.
1: started I was cooking yesterday and I was listening to one of my podcasts I always listen to Mm -hmm. and I always talk
0: along with the introduction oh my god I'm not joking I meant to I've been meaning to bring this up for weeks to ask you if you do this too because even like every podcast I listen to I I say the opening in my head and I wondered do you think people do that for our podcast? This is what I was going to ask because I do it out loud. I do One of mine is the Office
1: Ladies podcast, and they're so American. It's um, Pam and Angela from the Office, and I was going, "And we're the Office Ladies, and we're best friends." And I didn't <laughs> really do it over the top, and I was like,
0: "Oh, are people doing it to us?" And then also, are they mocking the way I speak? And also, I think every week my <laughs> the way I say "just" gets higher
1: and higher. Do
0: you know what I also
1: thought is that all these other podcasts have actually pre-recorded that and they don't do it every week, but we do it every week.
0: Yeah. I do wonder (laughs) why we do that because sometimes like we fluff it up and like, yeah, just go along with it.
1: I guess because we then like do a bit of like, this is what today's episode is. Yeah. makes it's just
0: easier in editing. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I love um, like making sure I get all of the, the inflections right when I, when Mm. I, Talk along to other people's. I should compare if I was like list
1: like more lispy within this Liz- Invisalign and like less like if you hear me yeah like, I'm
0: Jess, like today I felt super lispy when I said my name. Uh, I am I, um, one week we should do it where we swap and see if
1: anyone notices. Well, I, I can't say your lines. I like because I don't like my ones, I I'm not reading anything, they're just saying them because I know them.
0: And how's the behind know
1: what, book crackers? What do you say? You say Welcome to Book Reco's Between the Pages. I'm Jess.
0: And I'm Lauren. <laughs> and we're the pals behind Book no, that's... Oh, is that what you What you always This is the podcast. <laughs> okay, let's save
1: this for another day. Can't wait for people to see if they actually know the difference between our voices. Again, fun for us, not so fun for everyone else. We don't know that. Because <laughs> I love talking along with other ones. There's got to be other people out there like that. Yeah, true. Treat you. Um. Anyway,
0: how are you? How are things? Mm-hmm. How's uh April treating you? April is good. Um, I went to Dermot Kennedy's gig on Friday. How was that? Uh, oh, it's so good. Um, and my boyfriend is finally back from. You haven't Brunel. used the word boyfriend <laughs> on the podcast before. Perfect for Um, a romance episode. Oh my God, yeah. I'm actually sweating now that I've said (laughs) it. I'm like, fuck. Um, But he is back after three and a half months in Central America.
1: So listeners, that is why Lauren found herself
0: there. (laughs) (laughs) That may have been why I went to Central America in February. Um, But yeah, he's back and he landed on Thursday night and Friday we went to... Dermot Kennedy's gig, so just he was diving straight back in to That's, to. It was a good night, like It was really fun. I've seen him play once at Ali Pally, uh, which is quite a small venue. So seeing him at the ot was mad. Oh, I didn't realise that was at the O2. Mm, huge, huge. And yeah. um, what about you? How is April treating you? I'm just going to recover over here on mute. <laughs> April is good and
1: actually like a fun month to be reading romances because mm. it's been very wedding planning over here for my own Ooh. wedding but also very good friends of ours are getting married this week he's best man I'm bridesmaid Exciting. Um, also the Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker wedding special has just come out and And the newlyweds podcast that you listen to as well they've just got married right? They just had their British wedding like it's been very wedding-y and it's been good because actually I was like down in the dumps about wedding planning for a while just like too many things going wrong at once and like I've been like no this is the only time in your life because I'm only planning on doing it once that you like get (laughs) to enjoy the like the buzzy bride feeling so now I'm Fully embracing them, I'm actually thinking, like, do we need to have more than one wedding? Because Courtney and Travis had two, had three, <laughs> and Jamie and Sophie had two. I'm like, Ooh, mm, that one of we booked our honeymoon. Oh, and, it's so exciting! But also, whilst watching the Courtney and Travis Barker wedding special on like the morning of their Italian wedding, they're like both a bit nervous and anxious, and and I was like, fuck. And I was so nervous and anxious that I then had to do two nervous poos. Within (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'm six months out. Like, how many more nervous poos am I going to
0: do? You literally won't be able to eat for the whole week before your wedding because otherwise you'll be on the toilet the whole day.
1: and I think I'm going to be nervous at this wedding that's in a few days. But like, and then like we've we me and Lauren are both bridesmaids in July. Like, I when I think about her wedding, I get a bit like. "Ah, So yeah, it was a good mother to read some romance.
0: <laughs> to get back into the excitement of it. Yeah. And you know, to do lots of yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so which book should we chat about first? Do you have a preference, Lauren? Shall we talk about Curtis Sittenfield first? Just Let's talk
1: about. No Curtis no particular reason. Book.
0: Which despite
1: being called romantic comedy, I genuinely didn't think it was going to be a romance. I was a bit surprised when it was. Did you have that or did you know because it is titled Romantic Comedy?
0: Oh my God. Yeah, me too. When it yeah. when it started, I was like, well, well, we'll get onto that. But yes, I was surprised. Yeah. Intriguing. Okay, cool. So I'm doing the
1: synopsises today. Okay. Because I've got my books in front of me and Lauren doesn't. Oh, this one looks quite long. We'll see how we go. Um, Life is Not a Romantic Comedy. With a series of heartbreaks under her belt, Sally Mills, successful TV scriptwriter for legendary late night TV comedy show, has long abandoned the search for love. But when her friend and fellow writer begins to date a glamorous actress, he joins the growing club of interesting but average-looking men who get romantically involved with beautiful, accomplished women. Sally channels her annoyance into a sketch, poking fun at this social rule because after all, the reverse never happens for women. Then Sally meets Noah, a pop idol with a reputation for dating models. But this isn't a romantic comedy, it's real life. Would someone like him ever date someone like her? Skewing all our certainties about why we fall in love, romantic comedy is a witty and probing tale of how the heart will follow itself, no matter what anyone says. It is Curtis and at her most sharp, daring and compassionate. And actually, I had Rodham on my TBR for yeah. such a long time, I never fucking read it. But Lauren, you read... American American wife
0: yeah it's so good I have such vivid memories of reading that in the first lockdown and it's a chunky book I think it's like five to six hundred pages maybe even more and I was like well I've got nothing else to do it's lockdown so I may as well read a chunky book and it is so good and like this is very similar in her style in in the sense of like the like really rich dialogue um And it was just nice being back in her writing again, though this is much more like hearted and comedic. Though American Wife is funny in in parts as well through the main characters, like inner dialogue and with like witty, like side comments. Your American Wife cover looked like it was like a
1: 50 year old penguin classic. I remember when you you, you you put that picture. It's quite an old book, I think.
0: Yeah, but is it
1: actually like it's not historical fiction or anything like that she's just no it's just, it's just no kind of it's liking. just
0: I think some people um it's it's sort of almost like a fictionalized account of uh a presidential candidates relationship so like Rodham because Rodham is all about Harry is Clinton. It? yeah yeah it's very similar then oh um, interesting. so people like so obviously it's not fact at all she just made it up around what could have happened what might have happened um but yeah it's set in the 60s 70s i want to say
1: all right but it looks like it's from the 1800s from the cover (laughs) that's good to know bit of feedback there yeah um so romantic comedy is basically set um on a tv show that is snl lauren do you know much about snl no Oh so I'm a I um my main pastime really is Saturday Night Live yeah um and as we've already mentioned the Kardashians so I absolutely loved the episode where Kim was hosting SNL and it meant we got to like kind of go behind the scenes on SNL and like how they run it and like it's just like this book like they work overnight like very strange hours um SNL is I've also recently been re- enjoying 30 Rock by Tina Fey. Tina Fey started on SNL as did like Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler yeah. and so many people. And then 30 Rock is basically again another fictional um SNL. I basically finished this book and was like, "Hmm, really enjoyed that. 30 <laughs> Rock, here I come.
0: Nice." Um, the hours they work though, I could not do that. But then they have the whole summer off. But even so, I would I would die.
1: But like she says in the book, and also, actually, what Tina Fey's character on Thirty Rock says—they're like, "Yeah, but it is the best job in the world."
0: Mm, like they both, do love both it. like
1: say that a few times. Um, mm. But yeah, speaking of it being like SNL, let's
0: let's talk about. I keep the thinking you're saying SNM. <laughs> 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 That's why I was like, um, I don't know where she's going. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the character
1: of Danny, who I'm pretty convinced is based on Pete Davidson. Who is obviously a comic on SNL and was engaged to Ariana Grande, gone out with Kim K, both of who have hosted SNL. Um, you know, always there with yeah. gorgeous women, and so I'm very, very sure, but don't have it confirmed that that's who Danny is based on. Thought. Well, we do
0: like, well, we do know that Curtis Sittenfeld has a habit of uh, fictionalizing real people, real people mm. in not very <laughs> discreet or hidden ways. Yeah. I think you might be right. I think I think I'm definitely right. And actually Lauren
1: I'm Devo because she like so intricately knows how like this kind of um comedy sketch show is run. I was like cannot fucking wait for the acknowledgments to see if she like went oh, on the set. No. And because it's a proof there's no acknowledgments. I know. <laughs> so I think um, I like actually have to buy a finished copy just to find out or when I'm in a bookstore like just to have secretly a... read it. Because she must have, she must have done it in a past life, or gone to one, or something. Because, like, which yes, I've got acknowledgements in mind. You're fucking joking. No, joking. Sorry. Do you know what? I think the acknowledgements are there, but it's literally just a list of people she's thanked rather than giving anything away.
0: No, she she just thanks.
1: She just thanks all her sources, though. She didn't give. Oh, I see what you mean. Here is how I know so much.
0: Yeah, I see what what I was after. I see, okay, yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah,
1: all right, so this book is broken down into three parts. Obviously we're Mm. gonna do it without spoilers, but should we chat about that?
0: Yeah, should we chat about reactions of the first part? Yeah, because you did not like it. I struggled. I didn't not like it, but I found it very, I found it hard to get into um and i was enjoying it and i found it very funny but i was like oh god if the whole book is like this i'm going to struggle right um but there were so many parts that made me laugh literally howl out loud and i want to read <laughs> um so as you know there uh, it's based on um you know people who work on a comedy set and they're just spitballing all the time like these new short comedy features and at one point um they're in someone's dressing room and they decide to create this sketch around what a dog would google search and some of the things they were coming up with were just so funny like <laughs> um am i adopted am I a good girl? Am I five or 35? (laughs) And it goes on like, why is thunder scary? Discreet crotch sniffing techniques. Um, Where do humans pee? YouTube little dog scares away big dog. (laughs) Is my tail a normal size? Like honestly, it just goes on and on and on. (laughs) And it made me laugh so much. And that was another thing
1: I'm like, what have you done to be able to like now almost because the the main character is a comedy writer and she's writing about comedy writers like it's not like Monica Heisey who we know started out as a writer like I just need this information I'm gonna have to like tune into some interviews or something interviews
0: with her or she I think she's just genuinely a funny person yeah I mean I guess there is that (laughs) (laughs) she's like I've got all of this fodder may as well turn it into a book
1: So part one is a, is basically like one long chapter, which I've made it like hard to put down, but it's kind of broken up by like times of the day. So because like they work such long days, it'll be like Wednesday eleven am Wednesday mm. two pm uh, and sort of goes along like that. So yeah, it's it was I enjoyed that writing style of like just this like constant stream of stuff happening because it's so busy on their show. but then mm. the Panny D hits. Oh, yeah. We talk about the pandemic and I was like, oh, shit, was this needed? <laughs> but it is because part is, two yeah. is set like two or three years later and it is entirely emails. I loved it. So I literally said to Laura when she was like, oh,
0: don't know this for me. I was like, wait for part two. Wait for part two. <laughs> yeah. And then I read part two and I was like, I, on, I read part two and I just sped through it. So I was like, oh, OK, one more. And then, OK, one more.
1: And I I I really enjoyed part one because of like, and I did, it did make me wonder, like if people don't really know about SNL or how it runs or watched any of the sketches on YouTube or whatever, like mm-hmm. I have, I was like, will they get this? Um, which is interesting. because mm. like, like, I didn't have that perspective, but yeah. And then number two, um, part two. Yeah. It's like emails. And basically I don't think it's a spoiler to say because it is called romantic comedy. This is the two, main characters I guess getting to know each other over email in a pandemic uh-huh. and so there was yeah. a lot of like what does your pandemic day look like and it's like yeah the
0: walk and like the mundane <laughs> and I was like oh so weird to feel nostalgic about such a shit time it is isn't it it's like a, a reliving a trauma but feeling quite feeling like you're missing <laughs> yeah so weird. so weird um and I guess then part three we shouldn't say what happens mm. or like where it's set because that could be a spoiler but yes. it moves away from email and goes back to uh set in the present day from the main character's perspective again yeah and I guess that is just one long
1: chapter isn't it but it's yeah.
0: like
1: you know normal dialogue back and forth as exactly a exactly um, and that's um, kind of the most romantic like I, I i guess like i didn't really realize it was going to be a romance especially not from the first bit which is all just like basically about yeah the and she's kind of aware of this guy that's on set but mm-hmm. then like the last passage is very much like oh this is a romance book yep
0: confirmed mm-hmm.
1: um, but there are little nods to it so actually i just want to read a quote that's from part one yeah um which just really got me thinking so it was for the next hour i continuously monitored noah's location and activity neither of which changed much except for when he rose from the booth or who was the house band blah, blah blah and it was just like you know when you fancy someone and you're trying to not look at them and have a good night and talk to the people you're talking to but you just know exactly where they are <laughs> at all times or what they're doing if I, yeah. I even have it now with my fiance like eight and a half years i'm like if we're out with friends, I like always know where, where they are in the room. <laughs> <teaching me>. <laughs> even I
0: was like, if oh, they're out of so sight. True.
1: <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't even really know that if she likes him or whatever, because she's like, oh, he's yeah. just a host on our TV show for a week. But to pick up on that fact of like
0: Oh, definitely. Being yeah. Tuned into someone. I was like, oh, busy feelings. <laughs> I'm sweating again. <laughs> um I really identified with Sally as a main character in this sense of how she is so set like you can see how she's self-sabotaging this relationship by saying the wrong thing or reading too much into yeah just flippant things that Noah says and creating her own dialogue in her head of what he actually means and it's not what he means at all but she convinces herself that this is exactly what's happening. So she will shut down and sabotage the whole relationship, which is something that I have great experience in. Um, So actually reading it helped me. (laughs) You were like, oh, I was
1: coming across as a dick then. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Like it helped me actually see what it's like from a third person perspective Mm -hmm. and how fucked up it is. Um, Like my friends said um have always said that i'm the red flag in relationships because of the things i do like sally in this book um so it was actually very interesting self it was a journey of self awareness shall we mm. say yeah i love that for you <laughs> um so a firm Really mm.
1: enjoyed this book. Really enjoyed it. Must actually fucking get round to Rodham. I think I might
0: audiobook it. well just been on my TBR for
1: so long, and I'm like, yeah,
0: because I, I bet that's that's a chunk as well. And this one isn't actually compared to. No, it's only three hundred pages. Yeah, we the love sizes of her other books. It's much yeah. shorter.
1: Okay, so yeah, that's out now. It's out. They're actually, both of these books are out now. I think. Um. So please go and read it and let us know your thoughts. our next book is Mm -hmm. called love and other scams by pj ellis who is a man i know wild right a romance by a man Mm -hmm. which does happen we know that but (laughs) it's not the norm um i guess i will do the snop again you do it cat has a dangerously dwindling bank balance she also has A month before her landlord kicks her out, a surprise wedding invitation from rich, mean girl Louisa and a secret talent for con artistry. Priceless jewel the size of a cocktail olive is glinting on Louisa's finger. And when Kat meets her ideal plus one, Jake, who's gifted at hustling and posing as the perfect boyfriend, this wedding becomes a once in a lifetime opportunity. After all, how hard can a diamond heist be? And I read, (laughs) I had read, pre-loved oh, and yeah. i read a book called would i lie to you which i'm going to chat about in the next episode and then i read pineapple street and in all three of the books someone loses their job and i was like fuck you know, go out of this loop and then picked up this book and cat <laughs> is having money struggles and is without a job i was like oh my god you can't make this shit up and i purpose i didn't like read reach for it because yeah. i was on that hype um however i i absolutely loved all of those books so I don't know what that says about me <laughs> yeah
0: um did you love this one I read
1: this one in one sitting
0: so oh, yes wow. yeah really it was awesome. just like really easy to read
1: because yeah, I mean romances I always do find easy to read which isn't a bad thing at all I think it's a good uh-huh. but this one also had that drama element again it didn't really feel like a romance it felt more of a Finley Dolivan is killing it, or for yeah. auntie dial a for aunties type like thing, like tongue in cheek. It felt like cozy crime.
0: Yeah, which, yeah, you're she right. Last
1: week, I'm so here for it. it's my whole personality.
0: Yeah, and I think for that reason, you then probably loved this book more than me. I yeah. really did enjoy this book. I wouldn't say I loved it, um, but one small gripe, and I I think this book is exempt. Because, well, basically, I just am getting very, very bored of the trope of single women at weddings being yeah. low-key resentful and bitter towards the bride yeah. and groom. I just think it's really lazy and very, I, I don't know, I think it's kind of toxic. Um. So for me, I was like, oh, God, here we go. But then I obviously realised, like, oh, okay, that was kind of the catalyst for this book. You kind of you had that—that is the foundation of this story. It wouldn't work without that. But in general, I'll just put it on record that I am getting quite bored, and I would call it a trope. It's a hundred percent a trope, but I think it's based on real life. And I'm not
1: saying all single women in yeah. weddings, but like even Do- so, we went to see Dear Dolly Live, which was with Dolly Alderton, mm. and like if you read everything I know about love she's like actually such a romantic and like has mm. loads of hope and wants that romance and then by the time we'd like at that thing she was slagging off wedgings and is like oh, I don't want to get married myself and I was like well oh, it's a, a different dream and everything is I know she about engaged love. I don't I don't know she at that time she said she had a boyfriend but I don't know
0: I keep I getting targeted shared... acts from penguin on instagram with the like yellow background of everything I know about love which well, has the... got a new
1: book coming out
0: but it says the the text says, I'm engaged. And when you click the link, it takes you up to everything I know about love. Weird. Really weird. I'm like, I don't really understand what this what this ad is for. Um so yeah. Mm. And yeah. anyway, sidetrack. No, I don't think it is a sidetrack because
1: like, and especially because I am getting married this year, I it makes me anxious reading it. Like whenever these sorts of things come up, because so I'm like, oh, everyone must hate me. And I think that's why I've suppressed being excited about my wedding and being a bride but I've just decided in April fuck this we've only got six months left and I've like now in the evenings I'm like scrolling I'm like yeah I want that like big bullshit horrible t-shirt that says bride <laughs> like I've just decided to like embrace exactly because yes. I'm and not I, going to do I, it I... again and I just think like I totally get it why everyone's like so fucking over it like I'm bridesmaid twice mm-hmm. a year before I'm a bride but like I also really love weddings as a social activity. I think it's a yeah. massive, fantastic day out where you get to reload loads of food and then dance. So it's like that's just great. So yeah.
0: And can I just say, like, I I'm so excited for your wedding and for Kel's wedding this year, and I just can't understand why. Oh yeah, I just don't understand like the books where people like resent the bride and groom. Yeah. Like, why are you there? Why are you at the wedding if right. you actually resent being you there and like paying for a train ticket to get there? Like, I'm just, I find it, I find it really grating. Um, yeah. But needless but, to say, that was the, yeah, it is yeah. the foundation think, of this story. It wouldn't have worked I think in this it. one,
1: there was an extra element to it as well. And that like, so this is someone that, Kat, the main character, was at uni with, and she was quite like insufferable then as a friend, but they actually haven't spoken in a while. Yeah. So Kat's like, I don't really consider this girl a friend anymore. But then she's made bridesmaid and she sort of figures out, oh, it's because the bride wants to have like her friend from school, her friend from mm-hmm. uni, her fr-, and like that kind of, you know, sort of picture of her life. So it made sense to me in this book because she was like, I don't, I don't even know your husband to be like, I haven't yeah. seen you in ages. So this is a bit strange. And also, like everyone else is a millionaire apart from Kat.
0: Yeah. So But she's I think at it a wedding worked. at the beginning of the book, yeah, a different true, wedding at the beginning right. of the book. And she is really bitter throughout that whole ceremony and like keeps dropping in about how this is like her ex wedding this year. And you know, just wow, wow, yeah. wow. Like, why are you there? Do you have like what if you're not friends with these people, why are you going to their
1: weddings? Honestly, I can tell you now as someone organizing a wedding would rather save the 150 pound per plate yeah don't come <laughs> don't come <laughs>
0: um I loved I did really enjoy the book though um I found yeah. it funny I found it light-hearted and such an easy read it would be a great holiday book actually um 100%. and I and I, I liked this quote it just gave me real nostalgia Against her admittedly weak protestations, a Negroni is pushed into Cat's hand, and one song from their youth mixes into another: "Sex and Fire, Heads that Roll, Girls Who Won't Go to Rehab, and Men Who Don't Look a Thing Like Jesus." All things glamorous and toxic and promiscuous and irreplaceable. Loved it. Loved it. I was That's in great. that club with them then. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I
1: most like. Oh, the dancing at weddings! I just love it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think, I get what you, like, it's, I don't know, to say it's not groundbreaking, like, not every book can be groundbreaking, and I don't need them to be. This was exactly what I needed when I needed it. Yeah, It was really fun to read. Like, some parts made me so nervous, like, they're trying to steal a diamond ring that is so expensive, it has its own bodyguard, and the bride actually wears a replica of it most of the time. Mm Like, I'm they going to steal this, and I was like... So there for the crime element of the Yeah, book. same. And there was like a bit more to it. Like her um, partner is a barman who has been sort of like swindling. Partner in crime. Yes. yes, that's what I mean. Um, That it was kind of interesting to like hear about his backstory. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. we, we meet his mom and like how he's kind of come to be good at being a hustler or whatever the, the back of the book called him. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, really enjoyed it and it was it was the fake dating trope and I think of all my romance tropes I definitely prefer fake dating over enemies to lovers enemies to lovers sometimes is
0: a bit catty yeah Um, do you know what made I, I was thinking when I was reading this is fake dating is such a common trope in books but I do not know one person who's ever fake dated so true but enemy to lovers is very, very real life. You, you know, that happens all the time. Mm. Don't know one fake date. Please, but it's very common. If in ever <laughs> Fake dated
1: someone and then gone out with it because we must. Know. But even like, has anyone ever fake dated anyone? Regardless, like, how it doesn't. Into a love story. Like, is fake dating a thing? I guess maybe yeah. like if you if you have a wedding to go to and you get given a plus one, you might bring someone along. But is that fake dating? We it, must it, do, do it only is it,
0: yeah. <laughs> it only is counted as fake dating if you bring someone as a plus one and pretend that they are your partner, as opposed yeah. to, no, this is just my plus one, we're friends. Mm. Yeah, the plot thickens. I would love I like to know. That. Because it is very common to read about. So there, there must be a whole host of people fake dating that we just don't know about, Jess.
1: Gosh. Or is that why I love it so much? Because it's like actually um
0: unrealistic there... like
1: like it's like a dystopian you know like <laughs> <laughs> it's from another world we don't do that in our world <laughs> yeah um so it, do you have a favorite of the two Oh, romantic comedy hands down yeah I think what was yours I think so for me but like that doesn't take away from how much I enjoyed reading this book it was a fantastic mm. afternoon of just reading this book
0: like I can see there being another one and if there is oh, another okay. book in this series of With what happens crime. next or, you know, how, where they go from here, yeah. I would so read it, obviously. Yeah,
1: I think they should, like, gamble and it should be a whole gambling book. Yeah. I'd be really Count cards, learn how I've to cards. I've just learned on the weekend, long story short, my Power father's going out his family home and he has this, like, huge poker set with poker chips on a whole poker table tables and others in my house. So <laughs> like, should we play poker? Should we play backjack? And on our honeymoon, we there is a casino. And so I decided that we are gonna get, get good really by then.
0: Good. Oh my and god, then we're so
1: win Make back all the money on the wedding.
0: Yeah. And then you can have another one. Right. <laughs> Reinvest it into wedding number two. We could be Cranice. Not with a different person. Just no, no. <laughs> Just or at least like win back the honeymoon fund, you know? Oh, that's yeah. that's
1: my new plan.
0: I uh, like that plan. I, I realise it doesn't plan.
1: sound healthy.
0: Um, no, I'm, I'm here for that. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> So much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode then like subscribe leave a little rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us and don't forget to share our podcast with your readers on too. they would probably like to listen and if you don't already then follow us on
1: instagram at book recos funnily enough for book recommendations see you next week we'll be here